This is Bigger Pockets Daily, your daily dose of real estate information and education. I'm your host, Tyler, and the article I'm about to share is one of more than 10,000 blog articles available on biggerpockets.com. But you can't read the blog when you're working out or driving to look at a property. Okay, almost time for the show. We'll get right into it after this quick break. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that a long time ago, before I ever started my real estate business, I turned one of my first primary residences into an Airbnb? And that's the extra income that I needed from Airbnb that gave me the confidence to go out and work for myself and eventually quit my nine to five job. And now I have dozens of Airbnbs all over the country. I've even partnered up with the old David Green on a recent property in Scottsdale to take our portfolio to the next level. And of course, we host it on Airbnb. But you don't need to be a full-time real estate investor to start on Airbnb. As a matter of fact, I was self-managing 10 properties while working my 9-to-5 job, so I know anybody can do it. Think about it this way. You're looking for extra income and going on a vacation. Wouldn't it be great to rent out your space and let your property pay for itself while you're gone? I did this one time. I pitched my wife and my roommate because we were house hacking on the idea of renting out our home, and it paid for all of our expenses on a trip to Mexico City. So go and give it a try. It might just change your life just like it did mine. And I really do mean that. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The dream of owning a vacation home can be daunting. From finding the best guests, to the maintenance, to organizing the cleaners after every guest day. With Vacasa, they make that dream into a reality. As a full-service vacation home management company with vacation homes in key destinations across the U.S., they know a thing about how to make owning a vacation home easy and profitable. On top of proactive property maintenance visits by professional local teams, a hospitality-driven booking platform, and around-the-clock support, Vacasa earns homeowners an average of 20% more revenue from their vacation homes. Vacasa is always thinking of ways to simplify the vacation homeowning experience by putting your home to work for you. If you're looking to make more from your vacation home, work with the reliable property manager, and finally have peace of mind, partner with Vacasa at vacasa.com slash biggerpockets. That's vacasa.com slash biggerpockets. Meet RentApp, the seamless, secure, free way to collect rent. Built by a team of fintech veterans behind Square and Cash App, RentApp uses ACH bank transfers to deposit funds directly into your account. You don't even need to download anything. RentApp setup is straightforward for renters, and there are no apps for landlords to download. Both get peace of mind with a digital transaction history. That means no more lost checks, managing a dozen different payment apps, or even wondering whether payment was sent. Landlords say RentApp is the most convenient way to collect rent, and we think you'll agree. RentApp, the free and easy way to collect rent. Learn more at rent.app landlord. That's rent.app landlord. Institutional home buyers are pulling out of the market in droves. What do they see that you don't? By Sandy Young. Institutional investors, those who own a thousand or more homes, have been selling off their inventory in 2023. These big investors have reduced their buying activity by nearly 80% from Q4 of 2022 compared to Q4 of 2021, according to John Burns of Research and Consulting. This change in activity has led to 90% fewer purchased homes in January and February of this year than in the first two months of 2022. 90%! This is a sharp contrast to the pandemic purchasing of homes in the U.S. These were times when it was easy to borrow money and interest rates were at rock bottom. 
coupled with rising rents and soaring home prices, making it a perfect storm for institutional home buyers to add to their portfolios. So, why has the trend reversed? Today, we take a closer look at the trends of institutional home buyers, the reasons why they are backing out, and what this means for you as an individual investor. Selling Homes and Shrinking Portfolios American homes for rent and invitation homes have been net sellers in the first quarter of this year. As of March 31, 2023, American Homes for Rent, a leading builder in single-family rental communities, had a portfolio of 58,639 homes, not bad, which was reduced by 354 homes compared to 58,993 homes, 666 homes sold, while 299 newly constructed and 13 acquired. Okay, lots of numbers there. I didn't want to spend too much time on that. And that was as of December 31st, 2022. In the first quarter of 2023, Invitation Homes purchased 194 homes and sold 297. As the U.S.'s biggest owner of single-family rentals, its portfolio decreased from 83,113 to 83,010 single-family homes. They still have a lot. What's more, data from Redfin shows that institutional investors are fleeing once sought after towns like Las Vegas and Phoenix due to home prices dropping. How much have they dropped? Newly built homes in Phoenix dropped 15% year over year in March, according to Realtor.com. Yikes. Rising interest rates, of course. So with the Fed increasing rates rapidly, it caused mortgage rates to creep up. According to Forbes, a 30-year fixed rate was 3.22% in early 2022 but it's since risen to an average of 7.17%. Consequently, the deals aren't as lucrative compared to during the pandemic. What's in store for the remainder of the year? Experts, including Dave Meyer, you heard him on yesterday's podcast, are predicting more volatility in interest rates and that we may have or will reach a peak during the summer, with rates steadying by year-end. Housing prices are, are fluctuating. We're seeing limited inventory as new home listings have reduced by over 20% compared to last year, according to Realtor.com. In an April report from the National Association of Realtors, NAR, data shows that the median existing home sales price dropped 1.7% from one year ago to $388,800. Overall, we're seeing limited inventory and a decline in home sales, along with home prices bouncing back in half the country, while the other half is declining from pandemic peaks. Rent growth has declined. Recently, rent growth in the U.S. has been flat. In April, asking rents in the U.S. increased by only 0.29% annually to $1,967, the smallest year-over-year rent growth in 37 months. New Orleans, Louisiana, minus 15%. Austin, Texas, minus 14% were the hardest hit. During the pandemic, we witnessed millennials starting families and buying homes, but now households plan to stay put. Even though rent growth may have slowed, renter demand will likely increase. The issue of housing affordability will make it challenging for Americans to become homeowners. Are institutional investors scooping up all the inventory? Contrary to popular belief, 
institutional homebuyers are not sucking up inventory and pushing prices even higher. In fact, according to NAR, although institutional homebuyer share increased in 84% of the states, they only made up 15% of single-family home purchases in 2021. So, everyday investors shouldn't worry too much about a battle scenario between David versus Goliath. So, let's go ahead and take a look at what all this means for everyday investors like you and me. These factors mean the return on investment isn't nearly as lucrative during the pandemic. Ultimately, with rising interest rates, overinflated housing prices, and rental growth slowing down, the financial gains aren't what they used to be. However, you may have noticed higher-than-usual institutional home buyer activity if you live in certain Sunbelt regions, Texas, Georgia, Oklahoma, and Alabama. These regions have made up a larger portion of overall home buying activity, so it depends on where you live in the U.S. to determine how much of an impact this will have on you. Another study by Yardy Systems shows that in 2022, institutional investors who own single-family rentals made up only 5% of the market, 700,000 out of 14 million. Furthermore, MetLife Investment Management, MIM, predicts it could grow to 40%, or 7.6 million homes, by 2030. So is it a good time to buy a rental? Only time will tell, really, when institutional home buyers will get up from the sidelines and actively buy more inventory. If mortgage interest rates and home valuations decrease, we may see an uptick in purchasing activity. There's a senior economist at Redfin who predicts it's unlikely that investors will return with the same vigor they had in 2021. This is welcome news for mom-and-pop real estate investors who feel they are competing with institutional investors. What's more? It comes down to crunching the numbers to see if it makes financial sense. With mortgage rates inflated and low inventory, we're seeing Americans holding out as well. But with rising home prices nationwide, there will be a growing demand for renters in the long term. You'll need to determine whether any potential rental property will add value to your portfolio based on your individual financial goals. Oh, I hope you found this article helpful. If you're looking for more content like this, visit biggerpockets.com today to set up a free account. I'll talk to you tomorrow.